I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This week on Spanky's Corner. A podcast! So you tell the woman you want to sleep with that she looks like The Rock. And why did you even say that? Clothes I wore when I was eight are big on me now. Really? Yeah. Just loved the chips. Did I tell you that I have like a vat of celebrity signed food items? You got fired and now here you are. You guys look great. That's why I got this big old gap on my teeth. Why does my car say Farmville? <laughs> Who owns a bean? Getting some stank on the hangdown. Ouch, my penis hurts. Wow, maximum bleepage. People are just trying to eat their riblets. Why are we here? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say I'll go down to anybody right now. Come on, man. We're talking about Applebee's. Sure. Welcome to. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> Welcome to episode one of Spanky's Corner, a podcast. <laughs> Nobody enjoys me saying that more than you. That's the best. It started. We look. First of all, we started talking about this podcast like five months ago. It's taken us that long to make an episode, not because of laziness, though, just because uh, we're doing this kind of through the company we work for. So there's been like a lot of steps that we've had to do. Yeah. And you slowed it down because of the description you made me send in. Remember when they no. asked for a description of the podcast? What, what movie was it? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You had me send the movie description copy and pasted from IMDb for Goodwill Hunting yes. as the description of our podcast. It was hilarious. So instead of us just quickly moving through it, they replied back and was like, hey, you guys can't do that. You actually have to write what your podcast is about. That did take us a very long time to figure out like what this podcast is about. So if you want to go back. That was in March. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we decided that we were going to podcast in February. Yeah. It was right after I started working here. I was just like day two. I was like, hey. Let's do a podcast. So fast forward, here we are, and we already have like multiple five-star reviews on the Apple podcast. I'm pretty sure, I know I did one of them. Me too. And so the other might be my father. That's all right. Um, but I'm going to say, if you go in there and you leave a review, actual words that are positive about this podcast, because if you go in and say this podcast sucks, like you're not going to qualify. If you leave a positive response to our podcast, you'll be automatically qualified to win a jar of pasta sauce autographed by Charlie Puth. <laughs> Charlie Puth autographed pasta sauce. And the reason I'm willing to like part with this pasta sauce <laughs> is because... I have many. Um, I have like just this vat of celebrity signed food <laughs> items. And um, I've been lucky to interview young Chuck so many times. One, he has grown to expect me to walk in with a jar of pasta sauce now, okay? Like la last time I saw him, he goes, where's the sauce? So Charlie is very is very into sauce signing now. He knows to, to expect it from me whenever um, we do any kind of work with him. So I just have many. And I was like, what a great giveaway. 
what kind of sauce is it? Is this something that we actually want to cook with or is it just a collector's item? It's a collector's item ragu sauce. But we can still cook with it. So it's kind of like a twofer. You can still keep the jar. But like, are you going to want to cook with it? Also, it might be one of the older ones. Like this might be a 2016 edition pasta. If you're in a pinch, you're just trying to make some spaghetti around the house. I don't know if it's still good. I think those expire. Well, five star review. And look, we understand that you haven't heard this yet and it could be really bad. In fact, uh, there's a good chance it might be. So therefore, uh, just lie and then win some Charlie Puth sauce. Well, listen to this whole thing first. I mean, because we're going to tell you how I killed my teacher. We're going to tell you about Sonic's dating life, how we feel about Applebee's, just a lot of stuff. Wow. You did the full teaser right there. That's good. You know, that's what they teach us in radio, the tease. You ready to do uh, one random story? Is that what we're calling this or? Yeah. So also we're very much deciding how this podcast is run, like on the spot of us doing this. So I hope you know how much true thought and dedication we put into. Since February. Creating these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So, So just an hour ago I said, hey, we should start the intro that we had to redo. (laughs) Because <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> because I sounded like I was falling asleep. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> um, out with one random story each. Whether it's something from our past, whether it's something, a story of somebody we know, or, you know, something current. So I just figured that would be a fun way. Instead of going through introductions of ourselves, because there's no way somebody listening to this right now isn't related to us, um, in a committed relationship with us, a coworker. And that's it. Somebody we've threatened to listen to this. <laughs> and if you're not one of those, thank you. Oh my God. Like, I'll send you an edible arrangement right now. Leave your address in the comments. <laughs> Spanky's Corner. A podcast. You teased this earlier and we've got, I think, five or six minutes to get this story out. Can you talk about killing your teacher in about five or six minutes? Yeah. And keep something in mind. We're going to come out swinging with these stories, or at least with your story. Mine's not going to be nearly this good. How did I bring this up? Did I did I just come up with it as a story when we were discussing that we should have these? That was the first story that you actually blurted out. When okay. We were about well, I would story. like to say that this is sticking with me, and this happened when I was just eight years old. Just know that this is probably the worst story Julia's ever going to tell. Uh, we'll see. And so, if if you if you don't like it, just know that going forward, they're going to get. I just felt like it's a character shaping story. (laughs) It it turned you into the person that you are today. A little bit. It still stuck with me. Okay. So when I was just a wee eight years old and by wee, I mean much fatter than I am today. Like I could, the the clothes I wore when I was eight are big on me now. Really? Yeah. I just loved the chips. (laughs) (laughs) We had computer class on Mondays, right? And I hated it. You know, she took away Putt-Putt's Big Adventure. We were no longer playing that. Like, when that was a thing, I was lit for computer class. Like, get me there. Can't wait to go in and play with Putt-Putt. But it was just, like, typing exercises. And I was already a super quick typer, so I just was over it. Felt like I didn't need it. And, like, occasionally, like, the extra... What do they call those? Extracurricular classes? Like, what do they call, like, the fun classes? Uh, what was the word for experimental those? Experimental element. element uh, experimental? No, uh, <laughs> Electives. Electives. Jesus. So occasionally they would get canceled for whatever reason. So night before, I remember thinking, you know what? I hope we don't have computer class for whatever reason. I just hate it so much. Like, I don't want to have computer class tomorrow. Well, get to school the next day. We don't have computer class. 
And suddenly they, in that moment, because they didn't say why I felt very powerful. I thought I was like Matilda, which is all I had dreamed of my entire (laughs) life. Like I spent much of my like early childhood trying to move things with my eyes like Matilda did in the movie. All eight of your years. Did you watch Matilda growing up? Like, no, absolutely not. What? Why, why would I have watched Matilda growing up? It was a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic book. It okay. still is today. Sorry, didn't mean to offend you. You're <sighs> like, like really offended right now. Because all I wanted to be growing up was Mara Wilson and, and Matilda. And I tried to like so bad to move things with my mind, like tip over glass, tip over. Like I tried to knock stuff over. So anyways, I was like, finally, like it happened. Like I canceled computers class. We'll come to find out like a couple hours later, she's dead. <laughs> Like, she is su- super dead. <laughs> like, as dead as you can get. Like, super duper dead. Like, really dead. Like, the most dead. And I don't mean to speak of this so <laughs> recklessly, but if it makes you feel better, she was very old and passed away in her sleep. So it's not like I just sat at home with my bewitching powers in my head and she just, like, flattened out at 42. Like, I, she was she was older. And I remember just, like, thinking, holy crap, what did I just do? What just happened? You killed your teacher when you were eight. The worst part about it was I went to a Catholic school. So we had mass as an elective. (laughs) And that mass obviously was all dedicated in her honor. And I just was staring at the ground because I was like, is, did I do this? Did you you cancel computers for like the rest of the semester? No, this like super young, like new teacher came in. And I remember... Was was that teacher a better teacher? She just did not do the same things with us that we would have Did done. you get your putt-putt thing back? We got the putt-putt thing back, but I felt so bad about it. I didn't want to play. Like, it took the fun out of putt-putt for me. It, it was a putt-puttless year. This is kind of a story of traumatization. Wow. Um, I think I think I snapped out of it a couple years later when I just realized it was a very dark coincidence. <laughs> God, when I was in school and I didn't want to go to class, I just didn't show up. You took this extra step and killed your teacher. I was young and it was a Catholic school. Like I couldn't have, I couldn't skip. And also I didn't try to kill her. I just, I just hoped like she, I thought, I hoped she was on vacation. Permanent one. (laughs) In the sky. so bad. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Sonic works next door at uh, one of our other stations here. He works at 104.3 Jams. He does afternoons over there. Hello, hello. Oh, hi. We wanted you in here. We wanted to tell the story about Friday night. Which one? Oh, there was more than one? I don't know. About the bartender that you tried to ask out. I know what you were talking about. I'm trying to avoid this. Oh, Sonic. we're not going to avoid it. We're going to put it right into our podcast. Oh, awesome. This is story time. We're doing okay. one random story. Uh, Julia's story was about how she killed a teacher. This one is about you trying to ask out a bartender and successfully failing. Fail is like an understatement. Sonic and I are going to Theory, which is a bar in River North. We had been there a year ago when Sonic first moved here, and he got a little drunk, left, but was in love with the bartender. Okay. Me and my buddy Ryan, I scribbled in his phone number, Sonic's actual phone number after he left. So he tabbed out, takes off. I grabbed the receipt, scribble in Sonic's actual phone number. That's very nice of you. I thought so, until my buddy Ryan gets a hold of it and then draws a big old dick in it. No, it wasn't very good, but the drawing was, he was like, it was like detail. It was one of those like, like super a, bad, ra- like a raunchy, yeah, like a raunchy one, like a super bad one. <laughs> it wasn't just like, you know, like veins. Yeah, it was All crazy. It. Like he, he's been and practicing. Hair follicles. <laughs> so we didn't go back to theory for a year because we were afraid. So we go in the other night. You guys are bitches. I know, but <laughs> you never want to go not back. even bad. <laughs> Show her the picture. Well, we have a picture. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we returned to the crime scene Friday night. It's been a year, literally. Right when we get there, what, five minutes in, I'm all, hey, 
<laughs> How long have you worked here to the bartender? She's like, six years. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you weren't the one that we drew a penis on the receipt then. Something like that, right? I, I had to it like, was, no, you're call ourselves right. out. And she goes, no, I remember that night. Oh. And we're like, wait a minute, but you weren't the bartender. But apparently the other bartender that Sonic really liked that night was there with this girl who we It was a thing. Yeah. In and there. She remembered the on the receipt. Fast forward. Was it memorable because it was so well drawn? I think so. Okay. I just really printed with her, you know? So <laughs> fast forward to the end of the night about what? Five beers later, one basketball game, a couple shots of Malort. And, uh, we had a $200 bar tab, bro. Okay, and we yeah. had no food on it. Exactly. Uh, we had chips and queso. Anyway, so fast forward to the end. I'm like, oh, she's filming me. I tell Tyler, I'm going to ask her out. And she comes up after I signed the check. I tipped her way too much. And I said, are you seeing anyone? She said, yes. And she went to the other side of the bar and didn't return, avoided us. Okay, Some of missing. the stories missing. Yeah, there's a lot of the story missing because Sonic was banged up. The reason why we had a $200 bar tab is because Sonic decided after like two or three drinks, he was going to buy everybody around us shots. Okay, there he is. Malort shots, yep. JMO shots, shots are running amok, going all willy nilly throughout everybody. Bartenders, people around us didn't even know, just buying shots for everybody. So we had a two hundred dollar bar tab, which I then split with them. But he's telling me at this exact same time, I think I'm going to ask out that bartender. She was very nice. She was forgiving about the d- receipt. She uh, was charming. So he's building. She was this laughing up. at my jokes. Do you like if, if she had not had a significant other? Do you think that would have been wise for him? Well, to do? here's the thing. The problem was like halfway through, he's asking her about her life and whatever else. And Sonic blurts out, and I'm not exaggerating, you kind of look like The Rock. What is wrong with you? A lot of things. I mean, where do we start? Why would you try? I have no game, Julia. No game. So you tell the woman you want to sleep with that she looks like The Rock? Well, and why did you even say that? Because we were using the gender Snapchat filter, the gender reverse Snapchat filter. And I said... So I said, you probably would look like The Rock. Oh my God. You, so, you know what? You look so much like this male. Like you don't even have to put it on. I'll just tell you. The Rock is very handsome. Yes. He and he's a guy's guy. Every guy wants to be him. Every woman wants to be with him. If a woman was trying to sleep with you and she said, you know what? You kind of look like Shania Twain. Oh. Yeah, you're right. She did call me Guy Fieri a couple times. I don't know, man. Like it was, it was, it, it had peaks and valleys, and uh, I went for it at the wrong time. We get the bar tab. It's about ninety five bucks each. This fool tips thirty dollars on ninety five. I thought it was more. This dude drops thirty and then goes, "All right, I think I finally, I'm gonna do this right now." After he calls her the Rock. Right. This is a good solid <laughs> ten minutes after this. He looks at her and goes, "Hey." You seen anyone? And she goes, yes. And then walks away. Out of her section from the bar. You know how like bartenders have sections? She went to the other side of the bar, didn't come back until we walked out. Oh, no. Walked out like so uncool, just like no pep in my step, just like head down like someone stole my bike. Okay, I don't even think the dick drawing was that bad. I would not go back after that. And she works there for six years. She's a lifer. She's yeah. gonna work. She's gonna work there in a year when you guys go again for the Stanley Cup Finals. But she does have a boyfriend. <laughs> I well, verified you- it because I I've, I've been bartending at Fat Poor on the weekends, oh, and good. they know so her. They're her. in the industry. Yeah. Well, not I did stalk her because our friend uh, Justin said that his friend Jan- Janice was working. And she was the other bartender. But at some point after she said no, as we're walking out, you go should have asked out the other bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I said that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm awesome. Hey, I gotta go. (laughs) Okay, fine. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, anytime we start new things, we always like to have guidelines and a little bit of, uh, you know, rules. Eric Bradley, how long have you been the music director at B96? A long time. Uh, Yeah, 25 and a half years. So you know a little something about you know, what we can say and what we can't say. A little something, I think. This is the perfect person to have. Me? No, Eric. Oh, I was going to say, I, I'm like the perfect person to ruin that. We have the a list of um, things we want to run by you because we have this new podcast. Sure. You're on it. I'm excited about it. Are you? I am. We'll see how that goes after Spanky's we're done with corner. this. See, I think the thing that's different about this podcast is most podcasts are open format. You can say whatever you want, but since us, we're doing it through... I mean, it's in connection it's to sort of work. Radio-ish. It's under the company that we work for. We have to follow. Well, we kind of have to follow the same policies that we do on air with the FCC. So we thought this would be interesting to talk about because, like, I don't know about you, but when people hear I work in radio, like their number one question is always like, "Oh, well, what can't you say?" They don't on ask air? You, if you can if you can get them tickets to meet BTS. Uh, no, that, that's that too. That's number two. Or why don't we? That or... mixtape is up there. <laughs> um, but like, also <laughs> like, tape. what can and can't you? Oh, yeah. Can you play my cousin's mixtape oh, yeah, on yeah. air? Yeah. Uh, I, hey, I, I'm used to that. Yeah. Oh, that's all you. That is all you. That's a lot all, of me. For all sure. mixtape referrals, I'll send your way. <laughs> Actually, (laughs) can we start with the list of words? Uh, Please do. So the seven dirty words. Are you familiar? Uh, Vaguely. Any of those? Do you have an issue with any of those? Yeah, probably shouldn't say any of those. Any of them? None. You see, I. I mean, the first one maybe, but perhaps. Wait, you? So maybe. Right? We can't say it on air. So if we're speaking Correct. in the same way that we do things on air. If that's the case, then I would not say it on your podcast. We are not allowed to say the word shit. You, you know what's weird, though, is piss. Because piss has always been like. But it's depending on the context, right? If you're like pissed off. Okay, so pissed off we can say. But not the other side of piss. You can't say arc on me. <laughs> I would not say that. <laughs> so in other words, we have to bleep that whole thing out. So we can't even let people know that we were talking about R. Kelly. I would be careful of that just so you don't get sued. No, piss I felt like was always like the lightest swear word growing up. Like, yeah. you know how in The Giver you get unlocked like a, an item each year that you grow up? Like I was waiting for the year that my mom would unlock the word piss to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could just say it freely. Well, we just had the word uh, pissed unlocked to us yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. So pissed. Depending on the context. So pissed is fine. As long as you're, as you're saying it like the you are angry in okay. that tense. So, yeah, so pissed and pissed off, but not pissed on. Correct. Speaking of pissed on, what about gold? No, I wouldn't do that. What if I was like, wow, 4th of July is my favorite. I can't wait to look up and see the golden shower fireworks. They're so beautiful. <laughs> okay, that's probably okay. <laughs> but if you're I, referring to it in a sexual nature, I'd probably avoid it. Last night, a golden shower just lit up the sky. <laughs> That's not true. Though. Look at him. He's getting, he's getting so cringy no, over there. No, it's not. That's like... You've got what about I saw a guy playing a rusty trombone on the corner in New Orleans? I don't know if that's an innuendo. I assume it probably is. That's way different than I saw a guy getting a rusty trombone on the corner I've in New Orleans. I've never heard that yeah. being used in that way. Is that a thing? Yes. Okay, then. So I, you Maybe look it up on the Urban Dictionary. No, it's, I'll, I'll pass. Yeah. Playing a rusty trombone, fine. Getting a rusty bone not, not fine. fine but fine if it's what you're into because all god's children it's 2019 <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point 
I agree, Julia. Uh, how about these things? How about getting laid? Getting it I on? Say it on the radio. Oh god. Okay. Oh, oops. Oh. Getting laid? I can't. Say, how do I? How do I refer to having sex then? If I'm, if I'm saying like, where did you? I always say, where's the weirdest place that you got laid? Probably where you hooked up. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. And that's not fun, but it's probably a little safer. So getting some, getting down, getting it on, getting up in them guts, getting <laughs> one's banana peel, getting, getting up in them guts, <laughs> getting Ooh. one's bean honed. Who hones a bean? What about getting one's canoe shellacked? Are we I gonna... think some of those are a little off over the edge. I would probably avoid some of those. Getting some stank on the hangdown? See, I know somebody always used to say getting... I'm not even going to say that. What am I talking oh, about? Oh, we almost got him to do... Ah! <laughs> what about actual scientific words? Like the actual like body parts? Like, ouch, my penis hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Who would say that? <laughs> do we have to have a talk? <laughs> Or what if my caller calls in and they say, ouch, my penis hurts? I'm thinking, ouch, my penis hurts, okay, f*** my penis, not okay. I'd probably edit it out. What if I have like a doctor endorsement and I'm like, sick, go see Dr. Muffles on Ohio Street. (laughs) (laughs) So if Bill Nye the science guy can say it, that doesn't mean we can say it. That's correct. Well, f*** it. Were you guys at that meeting? I had it back in Detroit, but obviously we're the same company, so you guys had to have it too about bleep placement. Yes, because you can't, it can't be obvious what word it was, right? You can like kind of like tone to it, but it, it, I think you can only hear one letter out of the word was the rule. It has to be like the first. Like what if you heard K, you knew it was the F word, right? So let's give you three, uh, three examples. Fuck, fuck, and fuck. The third one. Wow. Maximum bleepage. Mm-hmm. What if it's like an obvious one where it's like you mother father, like, could you leave mother in it? You know what I'm saying? Were you beeping father? Well, you're well, you're beeping. Fucker. It just seemed like a lot to say. Oh, at this point in the podcast, it's a lot to say. <laughs> but could you could you compound bleep like bleep bleep? So you have you er, bleep bleep. You have er on both words. Yes, like motherfucker. I think it's probably okay to do that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we've learned something today. I, I'm not even sure if I'm giving you like the proper advice. I'm kind of just giving you my. Oh, good. This is great. Gut. So it could still go completely off the rails based on the advice you just it gave very us. Well, could I think if you want to get real advice, we should probably ask the lawyers. Oh, seeing this would have been. Can we get them on the podcast? Or are they busy? Do this. They're busy bailing they're out people. They don't like want to be a guest on they're... Spanky's Corner to talk about <laughs> types of golden showers. I think they have a little, a little more important things to do. <laughs> Hey, thanks for being our boss. Hey, I'm happy to be here. And thank you for working for us, with us. Oh, anytime. Around us. Well, we still got 20 more minutes of this podcast. We'll see how well it goes after this. Yeah, bills do have to get paid. (laughs) What's bothering intense shame? How do you feel about gender reveal parties? Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. You're joking. I'm 100%. Gender reveal parties are for the man and the woman, for the husband and the wife. They're not for everybody else. Gender reveal parties are for the family. I don't need to see you swinging a baseball bat to hit a balloon. Majority of those guys don't even make contact, number one. And number two, the wives don't even throw them a good strike to make contact. I hate gender reveal parties. Have you been to any? No, I have never been invited, so. If your best friend had a gender reveal party, would you go? Yeah, of course. You would. the, The sanctity of friendship, the respect of a friendship, even if I think gender reveal parties are bullshit, I'm going to go to my best friend's gender reveal party. But I like to think that I've picked friends good enough to not have gender reveal parties. I don't know. I feel like you probably have some. It's not the guys. It's the women they marry. Because who? what guy goes to the women and goes, we need to have this gender reveal party? All right. Well, no. My best friend, Chris, his wife, they got married in September. 
she works in the forest preserves in California. She's a forester, oh, she's a forestry, cool. so she's not going to have one of those. So she's cool. If any of your friends marry a former sorority member, they're having a gender reveal mm. party. Yeah. yeah. But I also like to think that I've picked friends good enough that wouldn't marry a former sorority member. You never know. Yeah. If you saw a gender reveal party at an Applebee's, what would your reaction be? Well, I would never be at an Applebee's. That's a question. <laughs> I would never see a gender reveal party in an Applebee's. You're not going to catch me there. No, I remember I went to Applebee's in high school. You know, I was I was on the drum line. Went to Applebee's in, in high school. We used to go after every football game, right? And I foolishly ordered a steak from Applebee's, medium rare, and it came out blue. I, I have, came out blue. I, I will never go to Applebee's Who again. Who orders a rare steak at Applebee's and thinks it's going to be good? No, you Medium. didn't even have to say you, rare. You, you could have said who orders a steak at Applebee's and been done with that sentence. Well, you go to an Applebee's for appetizers and for drinks and that's it. So I guess you guys don't operate under the anybody can be a sponsor school of thought because we just talked a lot of shit about Applebee's and I guess I started it. Applebee's, but what if Applebee's I'll tell you what, it's not going to be the first one to be like, let me jump on sponsoring this podcast. All right, I got to go. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! We should probably explain who Intense Shane is. Yeah, so Shane is our coworker. He works down the hall at the sports station to score, and he's a very kind man. Like, always make sure we're good. Perfect example of Shane is like, I don't know, like two weeks ago, I asked him if he had any Advil, and he was about to leave for the night, and he's like, Hey, I'll go home and get some and bring it back to you if you want. Like that is, that is how nice of a guy he is, but he's also like so intense. Like for no reason he's at a 10 at all times. He'll like pop it in the studio and be like, "Hey, you want some food?" and I'll be like, "No, I'm good." And he'll be like, "All right, bye." Like occasionally on Friday afternoon, so he'll just walk in and go, "Want a beer?" And then I'm like, uh, "Yes." And then he just slams it down and walks out. He's intense. Just intense. Very into cooking meat very into cooking meat and knows that's where he shines in life. And he's got things that will set him off like gender reveal parties, as we just learned. But the thing about him is he's extremely quick thinking and like creative. I sound like his mom, um, but we're throwing these things at him without even giving him any warning. So what you're hearing is him just reacting on the spot. Didn't have time to write anything down or prepare. Like he just did. But we did specifically ask him about gender reveal parties because there is a story that you found on the internet. Um, there was a gender reveal party at an Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Can I guess? Florida. Uh, no, but on the level of Florida. Alabama. No, that's All right, sensitive. Give me three more guesses. Okay. Louisiana. No. Mississippi. No. Utah. Utah is it's a, that's a, that's a Mormon kind a of thing. It's a strange place, but it doesn't fall into the category of weird news. No. West Virginia. I think you've exceeded the amounts of Michigan. Ohio. Ohio. So there was a gender reveal party at an Applebee's and it ended up in police breaking up a fight <laughs> outside of a restaurant. Well, outside of Applebee's. I'm sorry, I was reading the article. I think you skipped over many details. How does it go from a gender reveal party to people being let off in handcuffs? So police were called after um, an Applebee's in Ohio had a fight breakout between guests and the restaurant staff. Oh, bonus. It escalated outside over who would clean up the mess of the gender reveal party because gender reveal parties are so messy all the time. And that's what I always think whenever I see that. I'm always like, damn it, what a mess. Like, who wants to clean that up? Was it really worth your bomb of bloop dust? But they brought that dust into an Applebee's. It wasn't dust. It was the confetti route. 
Awesome. Um, so it says the manager at the Applebee's said guests intended to reveal the gender of the baby using the confetti poppers inside the restaurant. They wanted to do this inside of Applebee's, like the disrespect for Applebee's. People are just trying to eat their riblets. The they, they don't got time for pink or blue confetti. That's so rude, though. Like, let's just do this. It, they act like it's a back room at a Chuck E. Cheese. All right. But to be fair, people that do gender reveal parties are already pretty self-centered all about them anyway. They all act like they're the only people ever to have a child. Okay. <laughs> and this happens everywhere. Babies are born every single day. But the people that take it to the next level and do the gender reveal parties. And Shane was right about this, by the way, because I agree with him 100%. I can't think of anything I would rather do less on a Sunday afternoon than go to a gender reveal party. Maybe a funeral. And that's really only if I liked you. We're, we're kind of hating on them already, so I'm not going to go on about like why they suck. But I will say, it does add a pressure to bring a gift. Like Anytime they invite you over to celebrate something, it's automatically assumed that you should probably bring something. Yes. There's no way you can say, come over and celebrate me, but don't bring a gift. Like They'll tell you that, but you still feel a little obliged. There's always one or two couples that will bring a gift, even if it says don't bring gifts, and they make everybody else look bad. Everybody. And then you know that couple just stands there like... With the big, yeah, the, with the smirky grin on their face. Like very hoity-toity. Shit-eating grin. And it's always like that fringe friend that you don't really know that's kind of outside of the immediate group. It's somebody in your at, at from work that makes more money than you. <laughs> <laughs> It's always the morning guy. <laughs> Damn it, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe and Nina rolling on in <laughs> to the gender reveal party with gifts. Those two, I feel like, are a little bit more up on it, though, to not do something like that. Yeah, I will you're say. probably right. But what else was I going to say about them? And I hate when they go live, when they go Facebook live for the event. Well, that's way better than having to actually go to begin with. No, because now you think that everybody wants to, like, you, you, like, you personally think this is a televised event to know the gender of your child. Mm. One of my favorite memes of all time, and I may butcher the exact way that this was put, but it basically said, a gender reveal party, except it's just the husband and the wife in the doctor's office, and they go home and, and just celebrate together. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I've never been invited to one either. And I know I, I will. I, I'm sure I will, too, and I will not go. The one thing Shane said that was kind of surprising was... He would go if his friend invited him. I would too. I would not. A hundred percent no. Can you imagine like on like a Sunday afternoon, like if the Bears are playing, I'm not going anywhere near there at all. I have very good friends who have gender reveal genes in their body. Like they, like they are, their blood is pumping the gender reveal. Are they in Detroit? Yeah. Oh, okay. So if they say, hey, Julia, we're going to do it on the Saturday afternoon when the weather's nice and you got 30,000 other things you'd rather be doing, are you going to get on a train or drive or fly to Detroit, spend your money, go back just to find out something that you can wait an extra five minutes and find out on Instagram? The thing about them, though, is if I was like, hey, come to my baby daddy reveal party, they would be there with a gift. A baby daddy reveal party? I'm just saying, like, I was trying to think that about- That is amazing. Uh <laughs> You're on something. By the way, I would not have one of those. I'm going to 
committed relationship would not do that. But I'm just saying they would come to like, if I had a party over nothing, they would be there with bells. Like they are that, they are that friend. Like they're very good friends to me. Yeah. But a baby daddy reveal party is more like an episode of Maury. That sounds fun. I really want to do like videos for baby daddy reveal parties. Um, You can do gambling like at the horse track. You can put odds on who it might be. I want the confetti to be like made from Etsy and it to be the guy's head like (laughs) fluttering through the sky. And then like you line up the three guys there and like they kind of have I I feel like they should be dressed up like it. Nothing too fancy, but just like at least a button up in khakis. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds way better, by the way, than any gender. Oh, my God. I would go to a baby daddy reveal party. I would buy a gift. I kind of want one of my female I, friends to actually get knocked up now by somebody and she doesn't know the father. That sounds fun. And I will suggest that. I have some friends, I think, who would do the baby. Did. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. They would say they would, but they would not. I saw your Vegas pictures from that last bachelorette party. I could probably pick out two or three out Stop of that. Stop it. That's mean. Just because my friends can twerk doesn't mean that they would have a baby daddy reveal party. Do you see Halsey twerking, by the way, to Old Town Road? She's great. Oh my God. We're all so proud of her. I've watched it 19 times today. Anyway, what were we saying? Gender reveal parties. Uh, if I get invited to one, I can already imagine one of my friends, like one of my best friends, just the look of disappointment on every guy's face the second that balloon pops and it's pink. Every guy wants a boy. Every single one. No matter what he tells you, every guy wants a boy. And so when it's not they blue, do. the look of disappointment and sheer terror, you can't. You cannot hide that because it's the rest of your life. One thing I will say I do like about gender reveal parties that are video that they're always videotaped. They're always videotaped. They so what I be. what I do like about rewatching them is when somebody zooms in on the guy's face in the comments and screenshots it. Yes. I've seen that several times. That's what I'm there for. We got sidetracked from the Applebee's just by our own disdain of I mean the story was parties. told. They got into a fight because nobody wanted to clean up the mess. <laughs> No, hang on. No, there's more. I'm looking at the story. <laughs> you left out some of the best details. What are you talking about? Some of the attendees began yelling at the manager and another employee because uh, the manager asked the party goers to clean up the mess. Police said two members of the group threw menus at the hostess who was hit several times. That's not that bad. Menus can't hurt. They're like, <laughs> they're just laminated cardboard. They're thick at Applebee's though. A lot of, there's a lot of things on there. Oh, yeah. Do you think they're like the booklets with the pages or just like the, the laminated have, one sheeter? They have everything at Applebee's. Everything. You name it, they serve it. it. Applebee's are like a Kardashian. They're good at a lot of things, but not really great at anything. What is their slogan at Applebee's? Uh, I'm loving it. No, that's McDonald's. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, isn't it eating good in the neighborhood? Is, who's this <laughs> I that? I don't know. The Applebee's. It says there's no place like the neighborhood. Oh, they changed it to that. Um, but anyways, group of us were out um, drinking at an Applebee's at like 2 p.m. on a Monday once. And we were all sitting there and like we were kind of softly discussing. So the waitress couldn't hear us just what Applebee's was, you know, <laughs> somebody I forgot who it was. It was either my friend Slacker or my friend Annie or Tom. I think it was a combination of all of us. And we go, their slogan should just be Applebee's. Whatever. <laughs> like, why are we here? <laughs> Applebee's. Sure. <laughs> Applebee's is always an on a whim decision, except one of my very good friends dated this guy. And I swear to God, this was a deal breaker to her once because like she brought it up several times and it was a joke. She was like, it was like his 25th birthday or something. And she was like, I'll take you anywhere you want for dinner, you know, thinking he's going to pick like a steakhouse or somewhere really good. He wants to go to Applebee's. 
He chose Applebee's for his birthday dinner. You can go anywhere you want. This guy chooses Applebee's. I got cut off at an Applebee's once. Why? I Okay, so here's the deal. I've been cut off twice in my life, and both times I was sober. There's been about 117 other times in my life where I should have been cut off, and the bartender let me go all willy-nilly, just keep on drinking. I will say, character trait for you. I think I'm starting to learn. I can tell when you're drunk, but like it, you really don't get there for a long time. I'm a professional, Julia. I've been doing this a long you time. Just start, you just talk a lot when you're drunk. Do I? I think the first time I realized that you were drunk was um, when we went to Fat Poor like a month or two ago, and I had that friend in from out of town, and mm-hmm. you just came over and were just like, just chatting Oh, uh, but they were nice guys, though. Yeah, no, and nobody minded. I just was like, he is so outgoing right now to this man he's never met. It's like sitting at an airport bar. Yeah. Like at an airport bar, you never want to ever talk to anybody that's near you but after like three or four drinks where are you going oh see i i play open field at airport bars because i'm not paying for a drink there they're really expensive i'm not flirting for a drink there but you can talk your way into drink with anyone that looks like they have money easily and i go for women because because guys know that they're not gonna that like obviously we're not gonna nothing's going to happen and i never let that on because i am very respectful to my boyfriend in that way like even if i'm trying to get something free out of it. So I'll talk to a, a woman who looks like she has a lot of money. Not to sound like a cheapskate, I enjoy the conversation, but like if there's a woman of power next to me and then a schmuck in like some some cut off gym shorts next to me. On my, like me? Yeah, and you on my right, I'm turning to my left. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen that move happen in front of me many a time before. No, it's funny, ironically enough, the other time I've been cut off was on an airplane. Is it just because you drink so much that they're like, sir, you've had 19 beers. Like there's, why do you need more? Uh, The Applebee's was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I had four drinks over two hours and there was a meal in the middle. The Four drinks isn't even a lot. I know. I told a guy as he was cutting us off, he's like, you could get in your car. And my girlfriend, now wife, shout out to Randy, lived like a half a block away. So we were walking home and we're waiting for one of our friends that was working there to get off work. And yeah, he was like, you cut me off. I look at him. I'm like, it says Applebee's bar and grill on the sign. <laughs> Second time was on a flight between Charlotte and Chicago. And uh, the flight attendant cut me off. She was just not having uh, having any of it. And I had had, I was asking for my third drink. Double? Third double? No, single. Like a gentleman. Third? That's not even that bad. But they're so stingy with like, it's just because they don't want to move the cart. Like, they're not going to just go get your drink. They, they got to go get the cart. No, you're okay, CBD Sonic. Hey, you can CBD come Sonic. Hey, buddy. We're just doing the podcast. The yeah. podcast. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, hey, jump on that mic, bro. I, uh, yeah. No, C- don't C- shout out your CBD Sonic. No, no. I was just gonna say I'll go state. down anybody right now. Oh, come on, man. We're talking about Applebee's. <laughs> hey, have you ever been cut off? When was the last time you were cut <laughs> off at a bar? Oh God, yesterday. I, uh, I got cut off on the Amtrak once. See, modes of transport and Applebee's are the only places you can get cut off. I'm gonna assume you were sober. No I had two twenty twos of Corona, but. What happened was I was walking down the aisle to get another one and I stumbled, but you can't walk straight on a train if you're sober. That's true. So That's true. You don't have this problem because you're stationary when you go to the bathroom, but try and piss on a train. Shit. We can't say piss on. We already learned that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I got to go though. Bye. Bye right. CBD son. Trying to pee. It's like target practice when you're moving around on a train. We started talking about gender reveal parties at Applebee's and it ended with pissing on an Amtrak. And it went into a very hefty discussion about Applebee's. I feel like we just did like one of those like really intense like Netflix documentaries. <laughs> you know, when they like dissect McDonald's. Like, I feel like that's what we just did to poor Applebee's. <laughs> Action! 
Banky's Corner. A podcast! Brought to you by Applebee's. Okay, we're done. This is supposed. This was longer than it was supposed to be. By about many minutes. But hey, you can follow us on socials at B96Tyler for me. And at the Radio Hag for me. Can't believe you listened this far. Congratulations. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That, no, we got a sweeper next that says that. I know, but like it doesn't entail what I said earlier, that if you leave a nice review, oh. I'm going to qualify you to win a Charlie Puth autographed pasta sauce that I have in my house. Mm. Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.